0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassionchurch. See that's church without walls, right there. God doing stuff, and it didn't happen on Sunday morning. Holy cow! (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you for sharing that, Doris. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. He's good. And He wants to be even better to us if we just let Him. We're talking about church without walls. You know, we talked about last week some of our customs and traditions that act like walls. You know, walls tend to either are built to keep something in or to keep something out. They limit us, and we talked about some of those last week, and as we continue on that study this week, we're going to talk about some expressions of church life. What is there, some expressions of church life, you know, uh, we, we we talked about, you know, the our programs that we built up, and all of that structure that we built up, and we think that church can only happen, you know, in a setting like this, and when everything is just in a certain way, in a certain time, and this is what church is about, and when we get through with this, we go on about our lives. But we looked at the fact that God expects more than that, and God wants to do more than that, and church is more than that. Don't let walls that are put up by man or tradition or by custom or by unbelief or by fear, separate and limit us as a person or as a church. And today I want to talk about expressions of church life. You know, a lot of times church can be a busy, busy place. And everybody said, amen. Activity and busyness have long been the thing that, you know, we thought the busier we were, the more God's doing But I've found out in my experience, sometimes a whole lot of our activity and busyness, God has nothing to do with it at all. We created it. Because it gives us a sense of God is doing something. Because, you know, if we, you know, that's why I think a lot of times at at God's people, we don't want to get quiet and still. Because, you know, we might actually hear God say something to us. And it might not be what I want to hear. (laughs) Come on. So we stay busy. You know, God's trying to talk to you. Not listening. listening. But I got news for you. God has good things to say. And he has good things for the church to do. So we built up structures and programs to to, to channel what we call church life through all these things. But most of this activity, it really, God's not in a lot of it. Some of it he's in, but a lot of it he's not. There there was a king, Rehoboam, uh, or in 2 Chronicles 12, I won't, we won't turn over there, but you can read that. Uh, the, the Babylonian king came in and, and uh, conquered Israel because of their sin, their backsliding. And he took all of the gold out of the temple that Solomon had built and out of the palace that Solomon had built. If you know anything about Solomon, he had some gold. Even the shields of his guards were made out of gold. Man, can you imagine? CNN comes on the TV, and they're reporting, you know, the battle, and there is the tank, U.S. tanks, and they're all gold going into battle. Boy, that guy had some gold. I mean, everything was gold. All the utensils, of course, in the temple were made out of gold. Gold stands for glory. It stands for God. Amen? Amen. But the king of Babylon took all the gold implements out, all the gold, took it with him, left the king and everybody there. So Rehoboam had them make uh, implements and shields of war out of brass. Now, brass in the Bible stands for sin and for man. Now, see, at a distance, it almost will pass for gold. If you look at it from a distance the sun will glint off of it it's shiny you think it but when you look at it closely you can see that it's it's valueless bronze or brass and it's all it's good for is an ornamentation and so much of our activity in the church is like that i believe that there's a lot of activity but it's activity that man has created and it's brass it's not gold, it's not what God is in, it's not what God is doing, but we have gotten so accustomed to it that just like, I'm sure, you know, uh, little children that grew up under Rehoboam, they thought, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. You know, that the guards have brass shields, all the stuff in the, in the temple, everything's made out of brass. But you know, Some of the people that had been around a little older and a little longer said, man, you need to remember when there was gold. I remember when all this was gold. And so we want to talk about expressions of church life, and we want to look at, you know, what is brass and what is gold? And I want to keep the gold and get rid of the brass. Just because I created a program or some man created a program, that doesn't make it holy. You know, structures... You know, it's kind of like this. Jesus talked about, you know, that He was the vine and we're the branches. That was an image that He gave, a picture of the church, wasn't it? Of a vine. That's what the church is. We're a vine. The the church is a vine. Jesus is the life-giving source in the vine, but we're the branches where the fruit grows. So all of it together makes up a vine. Now, my son-in-law, he is French. And his family has had uh, uh, a home and a vineyard for close to 400 years. And, And when I was there visiting, I mean, you sit there and row upon row upon row, as far as you can see, is those vines. But you know what? They're not growing down on the ground, they're up on a trellis. And that trellis is supporting the vine. But listen, the trellis is there because it has a function, but there's no life in the trellis. No grapes grow off the trellis. They grow off the vine. And so many times we've created structures in the church and we've we've misunderstood and we thought that they were the source but they are just an instrument to support the source and when they no longer are carrying out their function then we change them out and we get a different support and a different trellis okay expressions of church life turn if you will to acts chapter 2 going to begin reading in 42 now this is the church you know earlier in acts 2 uh the 120 were all in the upper room you know the story it it said they were in prayer they had been seeking god and in prayer for a number of days and uh when the day of pentecost came you know the holy spirit came down and they were all filled with the holy spirit and man i'm telling you bedlam broke out i mean uh, all of a sudden people said these people are drunk What's all this commotion going on? You know, the church didn't start, you know, in a quiet, reflective moment. When the Holy Spirit came down, bedlam broke out. Come on. Listen, there is activity that is man-made, brass. There's activity that is uh, uh, spirit-made, which is gold. And we want to look at the scriptures and we want to uh, have a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit so that what? We have the real deal. We have activity, life, the activity of spirit life in this church that is born of the Spirit and is based upon the Word of God. Now, don't be too quick to say amen until I get into this now. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Verse 42. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give them to anyone who had need. Boy, you know that's God. When people start letting go of their possessions and their money, God's at work. Come on, I'm not trying to be funny. That's a fact. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, this is an expression of church life. You know what church life is? Look at, look at this picture. I'm not talking about we all got to go to Jerusalem, but I'm talking about the activity of the life of God, the Holy Spirit of God, the, the love of God, what happened in the lives and hearts of God's people. We see it expressed here in these few verses. And that is the activity and the, the expression of life that we should be seeing in Passion Church. Amen. Yep. And if we're not, then we're sick. And if we're sick, we can be healed. But sometimes you have to recognize if you're sick first. (laughs) Come on. on. We all know those guys that won't go to the doctor for no reason, don't we? Not looking at anybody. (laughs) But you can't get help until you realize you need some help. And to recognize that you need help and let somebody know is humbling. I said, it's humbling. (laughs) We don't like to be humbled. We like to be on top. I got it all together. I'm the pastor. (laughs) Or I'm this or I'm that. But I've learned a long time ago, man, listen, you don't want any of that. That human pride will just hold you back, hold you down. That's a big wall we need to get rid of right there. That's one wall, isn't it? Get rid of some of the pride we got. But let's look at some of the expressions. This is just a few that I picked out. I'm sure you can there's more that you could pick out of these. But first one is, notice in this church life, I put it participation to have a part in. Everybody, you look at this. Everybody was participating in the life of the church. Everybody was participating. There were no spectators. Wow, that's novel in the modern church age. 90% of the church, probably at least, I'm talking about just in general, the church, universal church, they're spectators. They don't pray. They don't give. They don't serve. They don't want to be inconvenienced. They want to come and everything's got to be just right. I forbid the A.C. goes out. Well, I ain't staying. I can go down here to this other church. There, see, their A.C. works. See, it doesn't, if you're just a participator, I mean, you know, if you're just a spectator, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, you know, got any Alabama and Auburn fans in here? Don't you just love those Auburn or Alabama fans that are just okay with the other team? I mean, it's okay. Uh, you know, I'm for, you know, I'm, I'm for, uh, you know I, I want Auburn to win. If you're an Alabama fan, you say, I want Auburn to win except when they play Alabama. Or if you're an Auburn fan, you say, you know, I want Alabama. Don't you, don't you just love those fans? No, you don't. You know you don't. You don't. You're just being nice. But see, if you're just, see, if, if you're not bought in, if you're not a part of, if you're not a participant, it's, you, can, you can spectate anywhere. I can spectate at this church this week, and I can spectate at the other church next week. And if I find out that they got something better going over there, I can go find out what they're doing. You know, you got, you got these people, you know, I'm going to find out. You know, they just going to pull for whichever team's on top at the moment. Don't you just love those fans? No. And in church, we need, there was participation. That means to have a part in. When you are so invested that you have, are participating, you're praying for your church. You're serving somewhere in your church. You're giving of your finances into the church. You're connected with people. I'm telling you, all of a sudden, it's different. It takes on a a whole different vibe, a whole different level of commitment. These are people that I'm committed to. I'm with them in accomplishing the purpose of God expressed through Passion Church. Oh, if you're visiting, whatever church you're in. But it's about participation. Look at these, these people were participating. They devoted themselves to the teaching and fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. Man, you talk about people giving an offering. They were selling property and bringing the proceeds to church. Talk about one of the greater works. Jesus said greater works than these. I mean, that's a sign and a wonder. But notice it says, every day. Everybody say every day. Every day. Boy. If, if one day a week they continue to meet together. In the Tem- no, it says every day. Hey, I'm just the reporter. Don't, don't shoot the delivery man. Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They were connected. There was a participation here, a participation, and there was an interaction. An interaction creates something called a reciprocal effect. A reciprocal effect, for example, in, in the laws of physics, they say for every, every action there is an, against something, there is an opposite and equal reaction. There's a reciprocal effect, isn't there? And see, when we interact one with another, see, you're not interacting now. You're looking at the back of somebody's head. But an interaction comes, what, one-on-one, and in a small group, in a setting, in a home. There was an interaction there. There was a reciprocal work being done that all of a sudden what God is doing in you, I get a part of it can be uh, put into me. And what God's doing in me, a part of that can be put into you. And all of a sudden now, I'm better off, I'm... Know more about God. My relationship has grown stronger with God because of what I've received from you and you from what you've received from me. There's a reciprocal thing there. You want to grow in God? It's, this is what it's going to take. Th- this is what church life is. Church life is not just coming and, and you know, and singing some choruses and listening to a talking head like me talk at you. That's, not, that's, that's a part of it, but that's a small part of it. You know, you know what sank the Titanic? The, the part of the iceberg that sank the Titanic was not the part that was sticking up. It was the part that was underneath, because the vast majority—about three fifths—of an iceberg's volume is underwater. And see, we have made Sunday everything. This is church life. This is this is when we do church. We got the walls, we got the setting, we got this, we got that, we got that, we got the horse team, we got got all this stuff. And if we ain't got all this stuff, we ain't doing church. Awful quiet in here. Interaction. Then, what I call cross-pollination. You know... Uh, I'm sure you, you know, especially at springtime, but even through the summer, you, you see all the bees and everything buzzing around and everything. Do you know that if there wasn't pollination, no flowers would bloom, no fruit would come forth? Am I telling the truth? Brother Ed, you the farmer. There's got to be pol- cross-pollination. And this is what I'm talking about. Cross-pollination is when, you know, that, that bee lands on one plant, picks up some pollen on the leg and takes it to another plant. There's cross-pollination. But for you and I, we want that to happen. But I want some cross pollination to happen. What the cross has done in me, I want to give some of it to you. And what the cross has done in you, I want it to to come over here and get some pollination. I want some cross pollination from my brothers and sisters. Because I'm better together, aren't we? We get some cross pollination. Because there's no fruit without pollination. And you look here, it says that God added daily. He was adding daily. I mean, you look at the act, the activity, the level of life, church life activity that was happening here. And these people didn't have a building. Now, they had a, they had the Jewish temple they could go to, but they didn't. the church didn't have a building. Didn't seem to stop God any. He added 3,000 one day and then another time 5,000. Well, God, you can't give us all these people and we ain't got a building to put them in. Well, he did. Sometimes God does things different than we do. See, we think, man thinks, let's build a building, then let's get God to fill it up. God says, why don't we just get a whole church full of of people saved on fire for God, then I'll give you a building to put them in. It could work that way too, couldn't it? All of a sudden, man, we can't get them in Taylor Center. We can't get them in Goodwin Hall. We can't. Why? Because of cross-pollination. I'm telling other people what the cross has done in my life. You, want ta- you see, we take life to those who don't have it. Our neighbors, family members, co-workers, whoever they are, we just cross-pollinate them. We take what the cross has done in our life, and we just give it to them. And you know, all of a sudden, life starts coming up. And when that happens, we are fruit-bearing. So the expressions are participation, interaction, and cross-pollination. That is the activity of the church life. Now, what are the sources of life in the church? See, again, you're going to have to get your thinking changed. Because see, when I say church, I'm not talking about a Sunday church meeting. I'm talking about the church. Who's the church? We are the church. We are the body of Christ. You are His dwelling place. Individually and corporately, you are God's dwelling place. Let's say that together. We are God's dwelling place. Now let's make it personal. I am God's dwelling place. I'm just letting it sink in a minute. God doesn't. Listen, when we leave here today, there may be somebody else having some kind of marketing meeting in here. This is not the church. This is just a building. It's just a facility. You put a steeple on it, it's still just a facility. You put a name on the bill, it's still just a facility. Life sources in the church. Real quickly. The Word of God. Look in Proverbs 4. Now we know Jesus said the words that I speak, their spirit and their life. John 6, 63. But I want us to look over here in Proverbs 4. Listen to this. We're talking about expressions of church, participation, interaction, cross-pollination, resulting in fruit-bearing. And now we're going to talk about the sources of life, the expression of church. So where does this life come from? Well, first of all, it comes from God's Word. 420, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and help to One's whole body. They are life. God's Word is full of God life. The the Greek word there is zoe. Z-O-E. Zoe means eternal life. God's life. Not only length of life, but quality of life. It is God's very own life. Is in this word. The Bible says that this word is God breathed. You know, if you talk, I've talked about this before. But when you talk out loud, you put your hand right here. You know what you, every time you speak a syllable or a word, you know what you can feel? Breath. You can't say a word without breath. And the Bible says that, that God breathed into Adam. The breath of life. The ruach of Okay. Well, now, what is he talking about there? God doesn't breathe like a, like a human being does. He doesn't need oxygen. Are you listening? He he's talking about what? A part of himself, the spirit of God. So that's why Jesus said, my words are spirit, life, God, life. And he said, he said they are life to all who find them and health to all their flesh. So, what is the source of of life in the church of God? First of all, it is His Word. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word never will. Hallelujah. He's called the Word incarnate, isn't He? He's the living Word. So, this life, the life source, it begins with the Word of God. We We are born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, aren't we? We're talking about a church without walls. Then the second source of life in the church is the Holy Spirit's presence and our fellowship with Him. John 7, let's turn over there. I'm making this as simple as I know how. I think we've complicated church so much with our activity. We've made so much brass in the church. Man, we can't... (laughs) You know, when you, when, you te- when you cut it down to what it really is in the basics, people think it can't be that simple, but it is. 737 On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from them from within. By this, he meant the Spirit. Whom those who believed in Him were later to receive. We have received the Holy Spirit. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God has taken up residence inside of you in your spirit, that inner man. God is living in you. Let's make it personal. Let's say this. God is living in me. Let's say that again. God is living in me. Selah. Think on that. God's not living in Taylor Center or Goodwin Hall. Or if we buy, when we buy a building or a build a bit, he's not going to be living in that building. He's living in his people. We are the church. Yeah. We're the church without walls. Amen. We're talking about the source of life. It's the Word, it's the Holy Spirit. We've talked about this already, so I won't get into about Fellowship. You can go on the podcast and listen. We talked about fellowshipping with God, we talked about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. That's where the life flow is released. See, we, we come to what we think is church wanting to get something. But what we need to realize, if you look in Acts 2, they came to church bringing something. Not just one person bringing something. Not just two or three people bringing something. His whole body bringing something. Which brings me to the third source of life in the church, the body of Christ and our interaction. Look in First Corinthians 14. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, but also Christ's body. You are vital to the life of God being expressed through His church, church without walls, out there every day, and you're... Work a day life as we call it sometimes. Did you know that God is in the ordinary? Come on. You we go to work tomorrow. Maybe you have a fabulous job. We're glad for you. But even at the most fabulous job, there are days when it's just it's just ordinary, isn't it? You just you you're getting it done, whatever it is. If you're, if you're, you're you know, if, if, you, if you're working, you know, with shuffling paperwork or if you're, you're, you're building something or whatever, there, there are days when it's just, even in ministry, it's just days where it's just ordinary. Can I get a witness? Are we just too holy? Sure. But you know, even in that, God is there. Because He's in you. He's in you. The expression of life. This is why it's important. Because some people, I know some people, you know, maybe maybe they don't get connected with the body because they think, well, you know, who am I? Well, you're a part of the body of Christ. Maybe my little toe is not my brain, but I'm not ready to have somebody cut it off. <laughs> Amen. I want to keep my little toe. Both of them. Don't you? Every part of the body is important. 14, verse 26. We're talking about life and body. He said, what shall we say then, brothers and sisters? Remember, Paul was writing to the Corinth church. Now, the church at Corinth, I will, you know, sometimes, you know, we look at them and we see the correction that Paul brought to them. They were carnal. In a lot of ways, they were. I mean, you know, if you come and get drunk at church, that's probably pretty carnal. Probably most of us would think they weren't even saved, but Paul didn't say that. He said, you are Christ.'" And everything that Christ has belongs to you. And these were people getting drunk at church. Hard for us to wrap our brain around that, isn't it? Am I saying, oh, we're going to start something new getting drunk? No. But these people, they had issues, okay? They had problems. They weren't perfect yet. But one thing they did have, they had some life. So before we get too quick to just, you know, criticize everything and throw out the baby with the bathwater, because, you know, he had to correct them about some of the ways it was being expressed, but at least they had something going. I'd rather have a horse that needs to be broken than walking. I'm going to say that again. That went over your head, didn't it? I'd rather have a horse that needed to be broken that was a little while than to be walking. See, some people, oh, man, it do not be like that Corinthian church. But notice what he said. What, what shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, not if. When you come together, each of you has a hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. He's not talking about the pastor doing all this. He said, when you come together, each of you. Has something to bring. Remember, we talked about reciprocal cross pollination? Each one has something to bring. Now, here's the thing Uh, I don't know what, maybe, what do we got here? 80 people, 85, something like that, 90 people, whatever it is. Well, you know, if everybody testified, or let's just say half had a testimony, and a third had a testimony, a third had a hymn, and a third had a prophecy, we'd be here all day. See, so that's going to bring us to where can that cross-pollination best happen. We're going to talk about that. But, but notice, they had something. This is what I want you to understand. You have something. You know, when I, when, I, when I first started out, you know, I got saved. I came out of, you know, the, 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 the hippie culture back in the 70s into the Jesus movement. If y'all don't understand what that is, you can Google it. Some of y'all weren't even born yet. But, you know, it was a drug culture and all of that, you know. But we come out of that. I wasn't raised in church. I didn't know about all this stuff. You know, but I found out that in the process of time, as God began to, to put some things in me and, and 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 put His Word in me, and, and I began to, I, I found out when I have started doing something is when I realized I had something. Yes. Amen. Good. Good you know, as long as I did this, if y'all can't see me, I'm sitting down. I mean, y'all get to sit the whole service. You know, oh, one of these days, man, I... Well, God, please use Oh, God, oh, God. Oh. See, that's all fine, but then get up and do something. See, and this is what I want you to see. The enemy wants to tell you, well, you're not perfect yet. You're, you don't have it all together yet. This is not right. That's not right. So God couldn't use you. If that's the case, then we're all going to sit down. That's right. Amen. Amen. And we're just going to let Jesus do it all because he's the only perfect one. God uses imperfect people. God uses people that haven't arrived yet. That means that you and I are qualified. Some like me are overqualified. But nevertheless, God uses us. I want you to understand that. God wants to use you. He's put something in you. And He wants to use you. Are you listening? You have talents. You have spiritual gifts. You have the measure of faith. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the Word of God you've been given authority. You've been given all of this. What are you doing with it? Don't put it in your storage shed. Get that stuff out and use it. How can we? Let's look at that real quickly. We talked, you know, I mentioned about the trellis and the vine. You know, I talked about, you know, my son-in-law, his family's, his vineyard, you know, and have all these these beautiful grape, uh, grape vines. And I mean, man, it's Man, it's immaculate. I mean, stretching way almost as far as you can see it. Every vine's taken care of. And in between them, man, there's nothing growing up there. I I mean, it's taken care of. Amen? So I want to talk about the trellis and the vine. We said the vine, that's where the life is. I've been talking about the vine. The vine is not just Jesus. The vine is also the branches. Because fruit doesn't grow on the vine per se. It grows as a result of the life in the vine through the branches. And you and I are the branches. And the Father God is the gardener, the vine dresser, isn't He? So He will take care of the branch. All right. With that in mind, listen to this. Structures. The trellis that facilitate life flow. Sunday service, like we're having now, okay? Low to moderate participation by the majority of people. Low to moderate interaction by the majority of people. Low to moderate cross-pollination is taking place by the majority of the people. So guess what? Low to moderate fruitfulness is going to take place. See, we most believers, they think Sunday service is what's going to cause them to really grow. Low to moderate. See, I, I use moderate rather than average. But l- low to moderate. But if, if what we've s- spoken about up to this point is true, and I believe it is, I believe what I've shared is based on God's Word, then Sunday morning service is low to moderate of all these things where, where life is taking place. So if life is flowing low, guess what? The fruit is going to be low. The change in my life is going to be low. And how my discipleship develops is going to be The next way we see, now see, they did come together at the temple, didn't they? So I'm not saying that doesn't have any value, but that's not all they did. If that's all you're doing is a Sunday service, then you know what? You're going to be a long time growing up. I hope you live to be at least a couple of hundred. Then notice it says they met in what we would call small groups from house to house. Now in small groups, there's a higher participation why? Because everybody can get involved. If there's five or six or eight people, everybody can be involved. You can speak and I can listen instead of me speaking all the time and you doing the listening. Because I want to be cross-pollinated. I want to re- receive the benefit of what God's doing in your life. Because see, on a service like this, although we know different, it, it's saying by action that I'm the only one that's got anything. Well, the pastors, um, and, and that, hadn't that become one of our traditions in the church, that the pastor's the go-to-it guy? He, he knows all the answers. He can, he can pray all the prayers. He can do all the stuff. And, you know, and the rest of us just like, wow. <laughs> uh, whether it's him or her that's the pastor. He's like, wow. But that's not the way God designed it. And so if we come together in a small group, what? Our participation can be higher, our interaction can be higher, our cross-pollination will be higher, and guess what? The fruitfulness will be higher. Boy, you guys catch it on quick. This is the not that what we see happening here? Says they met in their homes, they broke bread together. Wow wonder what would happen if we started doing what they did. I think we'd get the same results they got. Because I believed the same gospel they believed. I got the same new birth they got. When I believed the same uh, gospel about the Holy Spirit, I got the same empowering of the Holy Spirit they had. When I looked, at, see what the Bible said about healing, I got the same healing they got. I got the same spirit they got. I got the same Savior they got. I got the same Father they got. So if we were to do this... Would there be any reason to think we wouldn't get the same thing they got here? And then finally, one-to-one. This is the highest participation. Can't get any higher than one-on-one, can you? The highest interaction. The highest cross-pollination. And the highest fruitfulness. So, Passion Church. We know Sunday We're doing pretty good on Sunday. You know, most people are. They're here. You're faithful. You come. That's good. It has some benefit. But what? It's not all that God has for us, is it? If we want all. Now, here's the thing. If you want to be anemic, if you want to be average, go back to the football fans. Yeah, man, I'm telling you what, I'm really pulling for Alabama to be average this year, man. I hope we go six and six. Are you running into an Auburn fan, man? I hope, man, <clears throat> man, I hope we can <clears throat> make it to the Woody Woodpecker Chipping Bowl. <laughs> Some of you can't. Don't know what Woody <laughs> Woodpecker was. <laughs> You know, or to the whatever, the polling lawnmower or something. <laughs> no, man, you, you want you want your team. We're going to go undefeated. We're going to beat our rivals. We're going gonna to go to the, the playoff. We're going to win it all. And then we're going to get out here and we're going to, man, we're going to wear our colors. Isn't that right? But in the church, it's like, oh, you know. I just want to be average, you know. Man, we could just, you know. I just hope somehow, some way, I just, you know, can get by and make it through. And, you know, and the back door hit me going into heaven and I'll be okay. Really, that's what you want. You're in the wrong place. We don't have any average people here. If you are, we're not going to let you stay that way. You're either going to grow up or something else is going to happen. But, you know, come on. Life. We're talking about a church without walls. The life activity, where does it happen? It happens on Sunday mornings, yes. But in a low and a moderate way, it happens in small groups, which we're going to be starting up in in August. We're going to give you an opportunity to sign up. We're going to be kicking them off. That's going to give an opportunity, what? For you to have a higher participation, a higher interaction, a higher cross-pollination. And we're going to see not only you grow, but others that come in, they're going to grow. And I mean, man, it's going to be like, you know... Cindy uh, does the gardening and stuff at the house, and she's got some of this stuff called Miracle Grow. You ever seen that? You ever used any of that? I tell you what, that stuff works, man. You just put some regular water on that plant, and it'll grow a little bit. It won't, it won't dry up, you know. But boy, you hit a shot of that Miracle Grow in there with that water, man. All of a sudden, them big old green tomatoes start busting out, and peas start coming out. Man, you start seeing that fruit, and you're like, yeah. Hit it again. (laughs) See, and when we come together, uh, you know, in these other ways, other structures like small groups and one-on-one, you know what it is? It's like adding miracle grow. And then all of a sudden, man, you begin to put out fruit. You begin to grow. And others around you begin to grow. And we begin to reach other people. We fill this place up. Get something bigger. Fill it up. We're meeting house to house. What God's put in you is getting expressed in the community. That's what Passion Church is about. That's where we're going. We want you to come along. So some action points real quickly, and I've got to close. Action points. See, we talk about life. Life By definition, implies activity, doesn't it? Even in a one-cell life, there's activity going on. There's chemical reactions going on within that one cell, isn't there? Something's going on. Plant life, photosynthesis is taking place. There's always action. So here's the thing, action points. I always like to give you some action because I don't want you to just get knowledge. I want you to do something with what you're hearing. Action points. What do you think is the life-giving level of Passion Church? What do you think needs to change? What do you think is your part in creating this change? See, traditional church says, well, we're waiting for pastor to get it done. As soon as he prays the building full, Praise the bank account full, finds us a building, gets us in it. You got the wrong guy. You better go hire somebody else because you have done found the wrong person here. What is your part do it? Now, we have, as you know, we have comment cards. They're available on the rack. They're available at our info table. I want to encourage you to listen seriously think about this lesson today and these action points here and get you a comment card and write out that and turn it in. I double dog dare you. (laughs) Amen? Listen, the problem, see the problem with, we're going to close in just a minute. See the problem with doing church as normal, traditional church is, is that, we segment, you know, we're 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 really good about pigeonholing and compartmentalizing because we're so busy. Life is so busy for most of us. We have to compartmentalize, but we do that with our with our spiritual life. We compartmentalize. Okay, man, our spiritual life. This almost this segment's almost over. Pastor's gonna pray, we think, and let us go. It's over. But listen, we need to think about what we are hearing. Especially if what I'm sharing is resonating in your spirit, you need to think about it. Mm -hmm. And not just flip the switch when you leave this place and put your spiritual life in a nice little compartment. Now, you know, I'm getting ready, you know, for the work week compartment. Think about this. Think about this. We're talking about expressions of life in the church. And specifically, Passion Church. Passion Church. So I want you to, to prayerfully think about this this week. You know, in your devotional time. Just take some time and, and revisit this and think about it. And ask the Holy Spirit. Say, show me, Holy Spirit. Is this right? Is I mean, is, 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 is this Is this really what the Scriptures are teaching? Is this what you're saying to Passion Church? Listen, I want you to buy in. I don't want to try to talk you into doing something that I've come up with. I don't even want to do that. I want us to get a hold of what God is saying, what God is desiring, and we all hook up with Him and we all go do it together. Would you bow your heads just for a moment I want to pray. Father we know what you think of the church when we look at Calvary. You so loved us. You loved us when we were in the world. You love us now that we belong to you. We're your body. We're your your expression in the earth. We're, we're, We're the life giving source in the earth. Father Surely, when we see how important it is to you, it must become important to us. And God, I pray for myself and for all of those and for those who, who are not here today but are a part of Passion Church. Lord, that we will understand how important your church is in this hour and that we as a part of it have an important place in it to bring life to others to bring expression to your kingdom to your grace to your love into others lives Father may we be that expression here at Passion Church thank you Father thank you Father